Good evening, good evening. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast, The After Show. I'm your lovely host, Leslie Sullivan, and today is episode 10, and I am looking at a cough drop, uh, what do you call it, wrapper again here. It has some really great phrases on it, so I thought, well, I'll go ahead and make another episode because these are really awesome. Okay, so another thing that is written on this Hall's cough drop is, you got it in you. I love that. And here's why I really love it. I think sometimes we get into a rut of thinking that we don't have what we need to succeed. And I know from living in the Bible Belt, I live in Oklahoma at the moment, I am going to be moving, glory be to God, because I don't like it here. I don't like the weather, I don't like the economy. Um, but it's one of those things that sometimes where we are raised can either make us or break us or sometimes um, indoctrinate us. and not always for the better. I am for raising children in a holy good manner, but not in a cult, not in a oppressive kind of Victorian kind of manner. And if you don't know what I mean by Victorian, I would suggest that you watch a a documentary about the the Victorian era, especially within the United States and also within England. Um it was very much where the man was very much in charge of the house um women pretty much had very little rights if any at all and um people were just not always treated very well um by the gentry so i'm not saying that i'm going along with what's that word gentrification whatever that word is but i'm just saying that there was an era in history that predominantly affect the united states and great britain in regards to um very male extremely male dominated um economy uh medical science and things of that nature because i think we forget sometimes that even in the united states and in britain um women were not always allowed to go to school much less go to high school and for sure not college um i know for example some of the women in my family Um they did not start going to school until like the 1930s. And when I say school, I mean go to college. And so um I had a great aunt who was really smart, really kind and loving individual, and she went to college in the 1930s and she she studied chemistry and then she ended up teaching chemistry. Now just so you know, it was not common for women to go to college during that time. Number 2, it was very uncommon for women to be allowed into college or to study chemistry, much less get a job teaching chemistry. So, she very much went against the grain of our society here in the United States. And um she was born and raised in Texas, and that's very much Bible Belt country as well. So, what I really love about that phrase, you got it in you. I just want to be very clear that regardless of your circumstances, you can do whatever you want, whenever you want, however you want, but again, as long as it is legal and moral. Because again, like I said in the previous podcast, the last thing you want to do is do something that's illegal or possibly immoral and then, you know, then you're stuck in a different kind of rut as opposed to you just want to move forward. So what I really love also about that phrase you got it in you is that what whatever is in you God put it there and again I'm not being religious I'm just saying it like it is whatever you have in you God put it there and no one can take it from you 
Unfortunately, I think in the Bible Belt states, the extremely religious states, they're very similar to this woke culture BS, and I could totally use the full word, but I'm trying to work on my language. Um, it's someone else trying to tell you what to do all the time, rewrite your brain, control your brain, and control your life. I do not agree with being extremely religious. I just believe in being holy, good, and true. I do not agree with the woke culture. I do not agree with inclusivism. And I do not agree with the feminist movement because every single one of those are not good for our society. I don't think it's very good to be extremely religious. And I'll give an example. What I've noticed with extremeness in, in religion, especially within Christianity, It's very similar to Sharia law. But yet, if you say that to a Christian, that, hey, what you're practicing is very similar to Sharia law, and you say that what Muslims are doing is wrong, but look at what you're doing. Oh, my goodness, they get so offended. They're shocked at that. Like, they don't see the similarity. And so here's what I've noticed with religion, and I can say this because I was raised in a wrath of God, sorry, wrath of God um, extreme fire brimstone cult um, aka church of christ and it was hell <laughs> it was hell they talked about hell so much they made it hell and so what i know from being raised in that is that it's like they want you to have no will of your own you have no privacy especially if you're a woman now if you're a man again it's like the victorian era where you can do whatever you want you know whatever you want whenever you want however you want and that's not really a good way to run society or to um, expect people to do well. So it's one of those things that you know, everybody has the opportunity to be successful. But what sucks is that even though you do have an opportunity to be successful, whenever someone hinders your success, that's wrong of them to do that, right? Like we, I think we can definitely agree on that. Here's the thing, though. Just because someone... interferes with your success, that doesn't mean that you no longer have it in you to do well, to be well, and to just be amazingly successful. If you have heard my other podcast, and I have quite a few technically because they're translated, um, I have the Endurance of Labor Laws, and I also have God's Holy Word, and then I have this podcast. Now, the Endurance of Labor Laws, um, it's heard in many countries, so I always try and do a, a, a little mini transcript And then the actual podcast is still in English until we get all that translated. But, you know, regardless of what podcast I'm doing, I always wish my listeners well. Like, I always pray that they're happy, healthy, and whole because it's very important to recognize you deserve and should be happy, healthy, and whole. Now, when I say you deserve to be happy, healthy, and whole, that's not an entitlement. That's not... I would say it's not a given, it's not a guarantee, it's something that you achieve, it's something that you strive towards. And when I say strive towards, I don't mean strife. Strife is very negative and it's not good. Now striving towards something means that you have a goal, you are ambitious, you are confident, you are a go-getter, and you are going to accomplish what you want to accomplish, even if it doesn't turn out the way you expected it, you are striving towards something better. Strife is where you have discontent with someone and you have a lot of, I would say, you have anger or resentment within a situation or with a person or against a person, things of that nature. And strife is never appropriate 
Because strife will suck you dry of all of your energy. Even though you may be completely justified in being irritated and pissed off. Excuse my language. Strife will kill your hopes and your dreams. So don't do that. So it's better to strive and not have strife. So going back to this phrase, you, you got it in you. I, I so hope and pray that more and more people realize that, you know, regardless of your circumstances, you can still have a great and wonderful life. Like, for example, um, I was not a fan of how I was raised at all. Um, like I said, I was raised in a cult. It was a very negative religion. Um, our home life was very dysfunctional. I, for the most part, couldn't stand it. Um, I know my parents tried their best and did their best, but... Um, You know, when you have two dysfunctional people that get married, of course they're going to have a dysfunctional marriage and a slightly dysfunctional family. And I say slightly dysfunctional because I've met people over the years that had it and have it way worse than me. So can I complain? Sure. But does it really do any good when I've met someone that has had a way worse life? And it's like, well, it's one of those things that this is why I talk about you need to put your faith and trust in God because when you've gone through hell, That makes you desire heaven even more. And when I say heaven, I don't mean that you want to die and go to heaven. Although, when you die, you should want to go to heaven. But I'm saying that you should want to have heaven here on earth. Because that's what our Heavenly Father guarantees us when we go to Him. You know, like whenever we take our request to Him, it's on earth as it is in heaven. So, you don't want hell on earth. You want heaven on earth. Well, one of the ways that you can have heaven on earth is to recognize what you have in you. And what you have in you is unlike what anybody else has. So, for example, let's say, you know, you're raised in a wrath of God, Church of Christ cult like I was, and they, they definitely try and control what you say, what you do, who you are. They manipulate your brain, your mind, your will, your emotions, your personality. They, they manipulate you by your sex. And what's interesting is that so many of these wrath of God, um, I think very evil, wicked Christians, and not all Christians are bad. In fact, most of them are really good, kind people. It's just that whenever someone gets involved in a cult, hardly anything is good. Because um, the, the intention is not love and dignity, it's hate and manipulation. Um, but what I'm saying is that it's very important that we recognize that what we have God gave us, and no one can take that away, even when they are manipulating you and not doing the right thing. So I knew as a little girl what I was being raised in was completely wrong, but I couldn't say or do anything because I was a child. I was a minor, and I knew that you know whenever I speak up about something, it just angers the adults, specifically the wrath of God, Church of Christ people. And so also, women were not really allowed, well, I should just say it like it is, we were not allowed to speak in the presence of men. So that was really discriminatory, and it was really awful. And I just thought, you know, once I got older and went to college, I was like, wow, how I was raised in a quote-unquote Christian environment, supposedly, which it really wasn't, it was hateful, it's very similar to how Muslim women are raised. And I met some Muslim women in college And I was really surprised they were allowed to leave their house, leave their country, go to a college, like in, in the United States or anywhere in the world. Because their families, what's interesting is that, um, you know, families that manipulate their children, especially the girls, they make it very difficult for women to be successful. And then they wonder why they don't have much or do much. I'm like, it's because you hindered them. Like you're forcing them to fail. 
You know, women, you know, just because we are physically weaker than men does not mean that we are mentally, emotionally or psychologically weaker than men. But if you want to mentally torture someone, you can easily do that to a woman. Cuz I would, you know, I'll be the first to tell you straight up, women are fragile compared to men. Very fragile. And that's just how we're made. Like we're we're made we are made to be the opposite of men. But just because something is an opposite doesn't mean that it's bad. But unfortunately, whenever you get um very extremist thinking that is just off the rails, not appropriate and just bizarre, um that's when a lot of bad stuff happens, my personal opinion. Like it doesn't matter whether it's communism or these cults within Christianity. And here's the thing, cults are not only located within Christianity. In fact, most cults are located outside of Christianity. So cults within Christianity are very rare and few and far between, but what a lot of people don't recognize especially here in the Bible belt is that just because a church seems great and supposedly normal people go to that church that doesn't mean that the church is actually normal. See, you know, I do know some good people in almost every religion, but if I know that their religion is bad and it's not healthy for me, it's not good for me, then I'm not going to attend their church. Whereas when I was younger, if someone invited me to church, I would go with them. I just like, yeah, I'll go, you know, but it just never really felt right. Well, now that I'm older, and I'm not saying I'm old, I'm just saying now that I'm older, now I know not to waste my time on anything that does not fit in with what I believe in because the last thing I want is to go along with something that's not right or even pick up on different types of brainwashing and I just don't like that like for example it's either last year or the year before last a neighbor asked me to go to church with her and I said well sure you know what what denomination are you and she said that she is Jehovah's witness and immediately a red flag went up in my head I was like okay that's a cult I was like is it really like I needed to research it cuz you know I haven't read up on so many of these churches in a long time I was like well I'll go ahead and go This was a very strange church. It was a very very strange um I would say I guess religious meeting. They have worship first and then they start the brainwashing like right after. And excuse me, I have the hiccups a little bit. And um I didn't stay for the meeting. I just said, "Well, I have to leave." And she looked a little hurt, but she she kind of figured that I wasn't going to stay. <laughs> so, and she told me that later. She was, "Yeah, I kind of I kind of thought you wouldn't stay uh, when when you put your earplugs in. But see, I have very sensitive hearing and the music was really loud. So, um yeah, that's one of the nice things about putting in earplugs. It gives the impression that you don't want to be there <laughs> and um you're going to be leaving soon. So if you actually do want to get out of a meeting, whatever kind of meeting it is, always carry earplugs with you and put those puppies in and then at some point just say I have to leave but thank you for inviting me and get up and go. And so it, I didn't realize the earplugs um could be used to your advantage like that. I was just sick and tired of listening to really loud organ music um that was very kind of dark and depressing and then um I really didn't want to listen to their their little watchtower meeting afterwards and I looked up Jehovah's Witness later and I was like yeah this is a problem I mean I've met some really nice Jehovah's Witnesses over the years but um just some of the stuff that they do it is a cult it is very much a cult 
And um, I actually had never been to a Jehovah's Witness service before. It was very interesting, and I don't ever plan on going back. And, you know, it's one of those things that when I realized what my neighbor was participating in, I started praying for her even more. Because I don't think it's very healthy for anyone to be a part of a cult whatsoever. And I just really, I felt sorry for her, but I don't live in pity. So I pray for people. So I pray for them that they get away from not, I pray that they get away from things that are not healthy for them. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you were raised in a cult or if you eventually converted to one. When something's not healthy for you, you need to get away from it. And what's interesting is that her life is very crazy. And I'm not surprised. Whenever you are around chaos, you are not going to know who you are. Like, for example, like, you know, my neighbor, she has it in her to be successful, right? Like, just like this phrase, you got it in you. But here's the thing. If you are involved in anything... that deters you from doing what's right and deters you from living your best life then it doesn't matter what you have in you it's not going to matter because you're you are living a life that you're not supposed to be participating in so it's one of those things you know it's kind of like sin sin deters you from being blessed why because you're focusing on something and you're doing something that you're not supposed to do Whereas if you live in the blessing of God, which I'm talking about the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of Joshua. If you do things that are good, holy and true, then you will be blessed. But if you turn your back on God and you sin and you're not repentant, then it makes it very difficult for God to bless you because you're not living the way that you're supposed to live. Like I'll give a non-religious example here. Let's say for example, you are an alcoholic and you lose your job because you showed up to work drunk and then you're driving home drunk. Well, the reason why your life got really rough was because you participate in behavior that is not considered socially acceptable or even safe. So, you know, if you're showing up to work drunk, it doesn't matter what kind of job it is, you are putting your life in danger and anybody else that you work with, especially if you're operating machinery or if you're a surgeon or anything like that, but You owe it to yourself and your employer to not show up drunk. But here's the thing. If you show up drunk, then you're living a lifestyle that is not healthy for you and can actually endanger your life and other people around you. So needless to say, you're not going to see any kind of blessing whatsoever when you participate in that kind of behavior, right? Well, it's the same thing when you are involved in sin or a cult. And I have found that sin is rampant in these cults, rampant. And whenever it is rampant like that, it is always women and children that suffer the worst. So here's the thing. If women and children are suffering the worst in this, then it makes it very difficult for a very large segment of the population to actually be normal or be successful. Because if you think about it, women are about 50 to 51 percent of the population, right? So if, you know, let's say, for example, every single one of us in the United States is in a cult. Let's say we are in an extreme religious cult. Well, here's the thing. If we are all in a cult, what kind of environment is that going to be for your house, your people, uh, your, your job? How is that going to affect the economy? You know what I mean? Like there's all these things. And also, is it going to help stop domestic violence or is it going to encourage it? I would propose the argument or the fact that within cults, domestic violence is way worse and way, and way more rampant. It's just that nothing gets done about it because I know from personal experience from being in a cult, being raised in one, they don't like police and they brainwash little girls, not the boys, but little girls 
to not ever go to the police because you can't trust the police supposedly. And I'm not saying that all policemen and police women are great, but here's the thing. When you go to the police and you and you report something to them, they have a responsibility like a civic and a civil responsibility to protect you and defend you. So if they do not protect you or defend you, they have, you know, by very nature of their job, broken the law because they were not enforcing the law. They were not doing their job, and not only can you have them arrested for fraud or whatever the case may be, but you can also take them to court. You can sue them in civil litigation, excuse me. So it's one of those things that, you know, cults tend to act like they are God and that they are the law, whereas when you are within God's law, and and in the faith of God not a cult but actual just plain jane original christianity god is not for cults and he is not for breaking the law you know what's interesting is that god is about laws but they are laws to protect you and you know to show his love for you not to hinder you not to punish you but what's interesting is that whenever cults take over and they pull their shenanigans they totally turn the loving the the lovingness and the kindness of our heavenly father against people specifically against women and people that they just don't like in general like for example when i was raised in rathagod church of christ it was horrible for so many reasons but one of the things that was really awful was they said that everybody's going to hell except for them but especially mormons and catholics well that goes directly against the bible because the bible says, you know, we are not supposed to condone or condemn someone to hell because we don't have the capability to send people to hell. I mean, we can send people to the death chamber if you have executions, but you know, no one on the face of this earth has control over someone's soul. It belongs to the individual. Hence this phrase, you got it in you. So, when you have it in you, not only do you have these God-given gifts and talents, you have a soul. So it's one of those things. It's very important that you do things God's way because He wants you to be blessed. He wants you to be healthy. He wants you to be prosperous, and He doesn't want you to be indoctrinated. That's why He gave us free will. He wants us to willingly and knowingly love Him. Whereas with cults and some very extreme forms of indoctrination, um, they don't care what you want and they don't care what's best for you. You just supposedly have to do everything that they say. Well, that's not free will. That goes against the Constitution of the United States. Uh, even more important, it goes against God's holy word, which is the Holy Bible. It also goes against state and federal law and international law, because what a lot of people forget is that these cults they very much have a lot of human rights violations. So if ever someone is saying that they love you but yet they are violating any of your rights, they do not love you. You need to get away from them and distance yourself from them because all they're ever going to do is use you and abuse you. Like they're never going to acknowledge what you have within you to succeed. Because if someone doesn't love you, they don't want you to be successful. Why? Because they want to control and manipulate. So don't fall for that because you are worth so much more than someone else's evil desire. That's probably my biggest point with this and that's what that phrase made me think of. So just FYI, take care of yourself and as usual, I pray that you're happy, healthy and whole, that you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Thank you so much. God bless and bye-bye.